Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Missing Piece. Paul here, writing solo today. Um, we have a lot of holiday festivities coming up, which um, which is cool. I'm sure a lot of you guys do, too. Um, we got people coming into town to visit, and it's just like, I can't believe it's the middle of December, and this weekend, a company starts arriving. Dude, it's awesome. Can't believe it's the end of the year, but I'm also excited about it. So anyway, uh, messing of schedules, as you guys probably also know, is tough. So I'm riding solo today. So I'm going to talk today. You know, I'm going to use examples for guys, maybe. But, you know, ladies out there, you can probably understand what I'm saying. And you can probably extrapolate it and use it to a female example. Um, But this is is something that, that keeps guys stuck. And I want to really, really address it. Because I see a lot of a lot of guys giving up on themselves when it comes to fitness because of this one thing. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's this sort of black and white thinking, this thought virus that keeps holding them back. And I really, I just want to dig into it because I'm, I'm here to tell you, no other area of your life do you think this way. You know what I mean? You've made progress in other areas of your life. You're probably crushing it in your business. And the reason you're able to make a bunch of money now and have a successful business or have a successful career is because you didn't fall prey to black and white thinking. And so I want, I want to tie those two things together, business and fitness. They're, they really do go hand in hand in a lot of different ways. So I want to talk about it. Okay. Now, before we get started, if you're new here, dude, go ahead. First of all, thank you for joining us. Secondly, head on over to missingpeacepodcast.com and make sure you jump into our free Facebook group. We're doing all sorts of trainings in there every single week. Um, we got links to Instagrams on there and, and all sorts of good stuff. So just see what, see what we got going on. Angie's got a bunch of free downloads on missingpeacepodcast.com. I have a couple things for the guys. I've got my dude's guide to cutting, all sorts of stuff, right? So jump on over there, see what's up. Um, and of course, leave a review. If you found this podcast valuable, leave a review, five stars, a couple paragraphs about not a couple paragraphs, a couple of sentences about what you found valuable, just so that like, A, it helps other people find the podcast. You know, they're like, oh, you know what I mean? If they found that valuable, that's what I'm looking for. But then also it helps us see like, hey, you like that content. You found that valuable. We can do more of that. Okay. Now, without further ado, let's talk about this thought virus. All right. And it's, it's all or nothing with guys. Okay. So I see dudes all the time. I, I, and I talk to a lot of guys. I'm 38 years old, by the way. So generally speaking, most of the dudes who I work with are somewhere around my age, somewhere around my lifestyle, right? Um, 35 to 45, married, couple little kids at home, business owners and or entrepreneurial minded, a lot of them, right? Like even if you don't own your own business, these are, these are guys who are going out there and essentially writing their own paycheck, whether it's through sales commissions or uh, bonuses, you know, through C-suite type stuff. That That's who we're dealing with. And they're successful at it. You know what I mean? They're successful in their careers and they're crushing that, but they're feeling stuck in their fitness. And that's obviously why they come to me. And there's, there's a massive parallel here in this black or white thinking because guys, especially guys who are really motivated and driven like that, they, they tend to not want to compete where they can't win. You know what I mean? If they don't see a way to winning, they're going to go find another avenue to compete where they can win. And so what, what happens is they look in fitness, like they define winning in fitness 
is like The Rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson. You know, oh man, if I can't be 260 and uh, in, in ripped, what's the point of even trying, right? Like, because what you do is you see, you see, you, know, you probably follow Dwayne Johnson on Instagram because he's very uh, intelligent and well-spoken and inspirational. And you're like, dude, two hours a day working out. He's got the cleanest lifestyle, one sheet meal a week. And you're like, I just can't do that. Like, there's no way I can do that. Therefore, I can never get any sort of result that I want. And therefore, I'm not even going to try. And then you kind of go through these things where you like you feel, you feel like you're lacking willpower, motivation, and discipline. And so you go through fits and spurts where you like get a Peloton and you and you ride really hard and you sweat really hard, and that's really great. And so you realize that this sucks and it's boring. So you stop doing it. Maybe you do a high intensity class or something like that, and same deal. You know, you fall off because you think you're lacking discipline. But the reality is, what you're doing is you're shooting way ahead of where you are now rather than worrying about what's the next thing I can do to get to the next level. You're worried about what do I need to do to be at the highest level right now? And it's like, dude, coming out of college, it's it's so funny because it's like, man, coming out of college, everybody, everybody, every dude I knew had, had the mythical six figure income. That's what they set their sights on. Right. Cause you know, let's be real. The dudes I was running with, Bunch of C student business majors, right? So a lot of sales jobs coming right out the gate. And that was it. That was, that was the thing. That was the target, right? Was that mythical six-figure income. And it seemed kind of far away, but, but we're like, hey, step one is I got to find a job who even has a decent um, base salary to even pay my bills, right? And then from there, I got to go make one sale, I got to make my first sale before I can worry about having a book of business that feeds me that six figure income. I got to make one sale and then I got to figure out how to make another one. And then I got to figure out ideally how to make these sales recurring. So I got to figure out customer service and make sure these people are crushing it. Right. And this goes for sales. This goes for everything. Right. And so what you find along the way is that you go from broke college student (laughs) <laughs> to broke entry level position, but you find success before you hit that six figure mark. You find success, all of a sudden you made 50K one year. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, pet, I even put something in a retirement account, maybe, <laughs> depending on what city you live in, right? I'm talking about Midwest here, so Chicago in the you know early 2000s um, or mid to whatever, mid 2010s. Um, and then you like made 75k and you didn't feel like you didn't feel like a failure because you didn't hit 100k you felt successful because you were moving in the right direction you know what i mean and you're like oh i can even pick up a bar tab here and there i can take some girls on dates like that's pretty cool and then what happens then you hit 100k and then you wanted more which is totally cool, man. That's human nature. We always want more. But you hit 100K and then what happened here, and here's what happened. First of all, then you hit it again and again and again. You just assumed you were going to hit it going forward. And also though, when things, when the chips were down, when things weren't going so well, when you had a bad month or you, you were knocked off track for whatever reason, you still believed you were going to make it up at the end of the year. You still believed you still knew you were certain that you were going to hit it regardless of being off track. You're like, oh, okay, I do have to change some things. Like I'm getting feedback that I'm off track, but also it's not the end of the world. Like I'm just assuming I'm still going to hit my mark. 
you know, so I've got my stretch goal, but then that one income that seems so far away, seems so hard to hit is now your floor. You're like, yeah, well, I mean, I kind of take it for granted that I'm going to hit that. And here's the tie over to fitness, man, is, you know, the rock. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous standard to keep. That's like saying, hey, man, I'm not even going to start my own business unless it can be as successful as Apple. <laughs> right? Like, that's ridiculous. I don't need to be that successful. I don't need to be the rock. He, a, he does this shit for a living. Right? B, he has ridiculous genetics. He's however tall he is. He's like 6'5", I think. I'm not really sure. 6'6", six, six, something like that. But also, like, has the just a, a disproportionate amount of muscle to begin with on his body. And... You know, C, he, he takes steroids because his living depends on it. Like, and I don't know if he's open about that. And I'm not trying to like throw him under the bus like, oh, steroids, boys. That's like, here's another side. Performance enhancing drugs, all they do is they just give you a license to work harder. That's all that means. But what I'm saying is most guys in your shoes, you're not really going to take steroids because like the payoff and the health benefits and all that shit, like it's just not worth it for you. You don't need, you don't actually need to be 250 pounds of muscle. And so what I'm encouraging you to say is like, Hey man, what's successful for you look like, you know, like what's, what's a good benchmark for you look like. And then are you like, start moving towards it rather than worrying about, Oh, I'm not there right now. If you're like, dude, eight, let's just say 8% body fat. Let's just say that. Okay, fine. That's cool. Good. Move towards 8% body fat. But also don't try and get there in 36 or 90 days if you're currently at 25% body fat. Why don't you te- why don't you chunk it down? And go like, all right, dude. For starters, I just got to get from point A to point B. Point A to point B. Boom, boom, boom. And what happens is when you chunk it down like that and you pick up small wins along the way, you're picking up momentum and you're building a foundation of habits that when you do get to a level that you want to be at, it's actually very easy to sustain because you have the habits and the foundation in place and you, and you got there one step at a time, right? And so here's what I'm going to tell you. Like for success for most guys in our shoes, for most guys in our shoes, our age group and all that stuff, let's be real. You only have to look jacked with clothes on for the most part, you know? So what does it take to look fit? With clothes on, you need to have a decent amount of muscle. So if you've been lifting for at least a year or two, you probably you, you you've gained the majority of the muscle you're going to gain over the course of your lifetime. If you if you've been doing it correctly, one to two years of correct lifting, correct lifting that's a big thing. You've already gained probably most of the muscle you're going to gain, or like seventy percent of the muscle you're going to gain over the course of like your career, your your lifting career. Cool. So you have this base of muscle underneath. If you get to fifteen percent body fat you're going to look athletic with clothes on. Like people are going to be like, oh, he works out. Like I remember, dude, when I was, when I was in this office, you know, I guess every office I've ever been at, because, you know, that I've only been in a handful because then I got into fitness, but I was always the fit dude at the office. Oh, what's Paul, you know, you going to work out after work, Paul? And blah, blah, blah. I was always the fit dude, the big guy. And it's funny because I look at pictures from that era now and I'm like, dude, yeah, I'm not that fit, but what it was, I was about two oh five to two ten. I'm six foot two for reference, and I had you know I had a decent amount of muscle under there, and so with a dress shirt on, with a polo on, my sleeves were tight, and I didn't have a belly. That's literally it, dude. Like that's literally it. All you need to do to have an aesthetic that looks freaking you know pretty fit when you work out, or I'm sorry, when you wear clothes. So. 
if you could just say, Hey man, let me hit that baseline first, rather than worrying about being a, you know, on the beach, rolling around in the sand with an eight pack, just be like, dude, let's be realistic about that. How do I get there? What are the habits I need to get there? And what you're going to do is you're going to find it's very easy, very easy to get there. It's a, it's, it's like, you don't even have to give up that many habits. Like you can, you know, whatever you can still drink like the whole deal, man. You don't have to be fussy at restaurants and people are going to notice. And just give me cool. Right. And then you're going to get there and you're like, cool, man. Like my sleeves are tight. My chest is tight. My shoulders are tight and my stomach isn't poking out like cool, but I want more. I, I want more. I want to go from 15% and the next sort of window is like 10 to 12%. Okay. And here's the deal with 10 to 12%. First of all, just by getting to 15, that's going to be your new floor. You're not really, you're not going backwards after that. Like you've built the foundation. You're not going backwards because you know what it feels like to be in that good of shape and you're just not going to backslide. So now you're setting your sights on more. What's the next level? And it's really kind of like 10 to 12% body fat, you know? And now at 10 to 12% body fat, you, you, you can still drink, you can still go to restaurants, but you have to be a little more strategic with it. And, and at the times when you're not socializing, you have to be pretty diligent about weighing and tracking food. Okay, but here's the deal with it, man. At 10 to 12 percent body fat, you are now I'm going to tell you right now, you're in the 90th percentile of fit dudes. You're noticeable. Like you walk around the airport. You're the one in 10 who people are like, damn, that dude is freaking fit. Like, he, like, does he do fitness for a living? Like, what's his deal? Even with clothes on. You will be noticeably fitter because your waist will be so much smaller than it was at 15 percent body fat. The thing about being 10 to 12 percent is that it doesn't really require a really aggressive cut. You know, I mean, maybe to get there, but like to maintain it, you can eat a decent amount of calories. So your muscles still look full. You never look emaciated or anything like that. And to me, it's really the sweet spot between like muscle fullness and having like a small waist. It really is the sweet spot. And and with with being relatively easy to maintain. So it's it's tough to get to 10% body fat for the first time. I'm not going to lie. Um, or, or 12% even. It, it is tough to get there. It takes some diligence. It takes some retraining. It takes some skills. But once you're there, you're in rare air. And, you know, I know I understand that on Instagram, everybody's 8% body fat, blah, blah, blah. They all, first of all, they all fucking lie. And second of all, they all enhance their photos with Photoshop and shit. So just just so you know, like a reality check, like just so you know, like walk around the airport, you know, walk around the city. You don't see more than maybe 10% of the population at 10 to 12% body fat. Very rarely do you see people at 8% or, or, or less anyway, and who have an appreciable amount of muscle on their frame. So anyway, so now you're here, now you're at 10 to 12 you might just want to live here because you're like, dude, I found the balance. I love my physique. This is awesome. Or you might be like, hey, I want to strive to get to 8% now. And, and then you, you struggle for it and this and that and the other thing. And, and you get it and you might go, okay, the trade-offs weren't really worth it. Or, or you're like, dude, I love it. I'm never going back, whatever. But the point is, if you're 25% body fat right now, and so, and here's the other thing, like you have to have a realistic assessment of where you are right now. I can't tell you how many guys are like, oh, I need to lose, you know, just like 20 pounds, 50 pounds later in a year later, they don't, they still don't have a six pack, right? Like you have to have a realistic assessment of where you're at right now. And, and that's okay. Just be real with it. So you can, so you can kind of set your sights accordingly. And if you're like, all right, dude, I, I, I need, or I've got the muscle. I literally just need to lose the fat, like blah, blah, blah. You can move in the right direction. You can be like, all right, my first goal is to get here. 
And what do I need to do to get there? And it's like lifting. It's like getting protein with every meal. It's, you know, having a, a very rough understanding of what your calories are. Cool. Right. Boom. 15% body fat. I feel amazing. I look amazing. Dope. Now, now, now I look good in clothes. People notice I'm ready to take it to the next level. It's 10, 12, 10 to 12%. Right. I didn't start out saying like, all right, I'm 240 pounds. I was 170 when I graduated college and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to have an eight pack in 90 days. Like I didn't say that because that's stupid and you know, that's stupid and you wouldn't think that with your business either. Right. You wouldn't, you wouldn't try to tackle anything in business that way either. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't consider yourself a failure if you didn't hundred X your business year after year after year. So why are you trying to do the same thing with your fitness? And what's cool is I love the saying slow is smooth and smooth is fast because you slow things down to do it smooth. And because you did it that way, and when I say do it smooth, I mean you laid foundational habits, you, 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 you played the game at levels, you actually start ascending the levels much faster. And over the course of a year now, you've made way more progress than you would have made if you kept trying to do a stupid fucking 90-day challenge to lose as many pounds as possible. So the point is, your career, your, like the way you approach it, you're smart about it. I know that because if you're listening to this, like you're smart about it, like you've, you've had a good career. You're, you, you're having a good career. You're probably coming into the, to your peak right now, to be honest with you. And that's why you're starting to look around and be like, this fitness piece is something that's missing because I want to feel as powerful in my physical body as I do in my, you know, in my, in my career and in my, in my financial life, I guess would be the word. Cool. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I totally get it. And so be smart about it. And, and approach it methodically and must approach it as if there were levels to the game because there are. And when you take it one level at a time, you ascend those levels so much quicker. And what's cool is you don't end up beating yourself up because you didn't get to level 1000 overnight. You actually feel momentum and you feel excited to boom, hit the next level, boom, hit the next level. And every single level that you attack, every single one that you conquer you pick up steam and you build more confidence and you build more certainty that you will ultimately get to the level that you want to. And so guys, this is just a reality check. I'm throwing numbers out there because we need some frame of reference. But what I'm trying to say is, I guess this is my message overall. Living life at 10 to 12% body fat is not hard. Living life at 15% body fat is really not hard. Really not hard. Yet the payout, the trade, the trade-offs for them are not that bad either, you know? And so it's like, if you can program your mind to just say, I'm going to, I'm going to get there, I'm going to get there methodically. And it's not going to be that hard to maintain. You'll get excited about it. But if you always have in the back of your head, oh, it's going to be this grind. I get, you know, I, I just need more discipline. I can never, I just keep, you know, having carbs or all the stupid things that people say that have nothing to do with it. That's going to hold you back because you're telling your story. You're telling yourself a story about how hard it is. So then your brain's going to find a way to make it hard. And then if it's hard, it's going to be hard to sustain. But I'm here to tell you it's easy. Change some habits, build a foundation, go slow because slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And ultimately, ultimately, you can do way more in a year than you thought was possible. All right. That's what I got for you guys today. Y'all have a good one.